just skeletons covered in meat. Your breath to smell, you have to clean your teeth. 
do what the dentist says and always clean your teeth. Do you clean your teeth? Yes. Okay. And I got a wiggly one. You got a wiggly one already? Mm -hmm. Wow, you're such a big girl. One, two, one, two, one, two. <laughs> Welcome, listeners, to episode three. Today, I'm reviewing Tiny House Podcasts. Now, there are a lot of them, so... I'd better crack on. Just a couple of things to come in. I got a nice email from my brother Carl. Um, generally supportive, but he doesn't like the jazz. Well, he doesn't like any jazz. He says it puts him in mind of the film Taxi Driver. And then he needs a psychotic Travis Bickle rant over the top of it. So, basically, he wants uh, the jazz to be more like death metal. Sorry, bro, not going to happen. There's there's going to be more jazz. Actually, the, the Taxi Driver soundtrack was pretty good. I think I had that on vinyl at one time. Yeah, it's pretty good as it goes. I think it's from uh, Bernard Herrmann, um, the guy who did a lot of work for uh, Alfred Hitchcock and... Uh, Twilight Zone, kind of the master of, of uh, menacing drones and tension. And yes, got some more feedback from my sponsors, Hedge, uh, my buddy Hedge, and uh, the American Shoe Council. I thought I'd done a really good job uh, at the end of the last show with the Berg Dolls, but apparently not so much. Anyway, oh, I'll just let you listen to it. This is Andy's phone. Leave a message. Dude, just heard episode two. It was, well, not better, exactly. But anyway, we sort of liked what you tried to do with the Berg dolls, but it's not factually true that they will be available this fall. Do you know how long it takes for new footwear to go from concept to production? Exactly. It's not like making a podcast. You can't throw it together in a couple of hours. So while we appreciate your initiative, let's just hold off on them for the time being. And another thing, we're not too pleased with the review topic for the next show. Tiny house podcasts? Are you serious? Those tiny house people are the worst. The first thing they do is downsize and get rid of all their shoes. Anyway, glad you liked the cookies. Next up, I thought we'd try a couple of lollipops from Hector's Herbals. 15 mils of THC. Two flavors, elderflower or elk. Hmm, you can have the elk. Smells a little gamey to me. I'm thinking of hitting the new exhibition at the Renwick on Thursday, so come down. We'll do the pops, check out the show, and then hit the food trucks on Farragut Square. Catch you later. It's... Review. <laughs> Today, I'm reviewing podcasts about tiny houses. Now, I've been fascinated by the tiny house movement for a while. I used to think it had the chance to be really important and revolutionary. Now, I'm not so sure. I mean, this culture in the grip of capitalist extremists kind of shames the poor so completely it's hard to do anything that isn't twisted to somebody's bottom line. I mean, it really shouldn't be revolutionary to want to live in a more cost-effective and environmentally sustainable way. 
but it seems like it is. All the TV shows on Tiny Houses, you know, like Tiny House Big Living, Tiny House Nation, House Hunters, etc., etc., they've all started to trend towards the ridiculous luxury little houses dropped effortlessly on beautiful natural plateaus rather than farm type structures on reclaimed land uh, that could actually make a difference to homelessness and the environment. I still like that in its pure form, a lot of tiny house people are saying no to all the shit. No to the drain suck of a meaningless low-paid job which puts you on an endless conveyor belt of consumption of more and more shit. And I'm still rooting for those in the community who are embracing this freedom. They really do have something to teach us all. They are certainly not getting whipped into a frenzy by the sales on Black Friday. They are not accepting that they have to work all the time and be stuck with student debt and medical debt and mortgage debt in exchange for a few days off a year that are based around yet more consumption of things you don't need. And so to the podcast. First up, the daddy of them all, the Tiny House Podcast. Now, this one has been going on for three or four years. It's uh, made in Oregon by some cool folks, Mark Grimes, Michelle Boyle, and Perry Gruber. It's fun and informative about all aspects of the movement. I mean, at this point, it's such a great archive that they've created documenting a social movement in real time from its birth to how it grows and expands and now how it's been co-opted into the mainstream. I think they've interviewed pretty much everyone who's been involved with Tiny Houses from its explosion around 2012 to 2013 to now. You know, the movement is fragmenting a bit and cultural hegemony is really kicking in with the money men trying to commercialise, legislate and control every aspect of it. In a way, it's just another rebranding exercise, like they did when waiters and waitresses became baristas to stop 20-somethings with brand new, shiny, utterly worthless degrees from throwing Molotov cocktails at the 1%. Only now... Trailer parks can be tiny homes. Anyway, what I really like about this show is that they take the time to chew over their chosen subject each week. Yes, that does mean it can get a little waffly at times, but you know, I'd rather have a little waffle that allows them to get deeper with people than just hitting the obvious conversational prompts and running away before there might be a pause or a silence or, heaven forbid, a real human moment. We're all too impatient these days. We expect everything instantly, but I tell you, with this show, the more you listen, the more you like it. Right from episode one, when they're just getting going and trying to explain what an unconference is, and you're thinking, is this a Portlandia sketch? They lay their cards on the table, and they even give you an intro into the fractions of the purists who are in the movement for generally good reasons, and the entrepreneurs who are looking to make money or create a new thing for the Super Witch to play with. I want to say well done to them. They just dropped episode 170, and it's another great episode. We are living in Trump's world now, and they circle back to Jewel Pearson, who they introduced to us as the Harriet Tubman of the Tiny House Movement in one of the pre-Trump shows. And what do you know? The Harriet Tubman of the Tiny House Movement has been racially targeted at Tiny House events and blacklisted for speaking up about inclusivity, housing discrimination, and the racial wealth gap. Anyway, go and subscribe to the show.
Dig deep into the catalogue of past shows and I promise you that you'll meet some pretty amazing people that are doing some great and positive things right across the country that you will not have heard about. Tiny House Podcast. It gets two thumbs up, five stars, a police siren duck, a triple threat sandwich from the Connie to Shaq in San Diego, and all the marbles. Okay, next up is Tiny House Lifestyle. This is a podcast from Ethan Waldman. If you want a podcast like the Tiny House podcast, but introduced by a young Ira Glass-type dude from Vermont, and if you don't like the sound of three people sometimes talking over each other, then this one is for you. His bio is pretty typical of a lot of Tiny House folks. He says he grew tired of the steady 9-to-5 job lifestyle, and since he was white and wealthy with access to family land he could build on, and he has a local craft architect friend to mentor him, he decided to build a gorgeous tiny house for $45,000 on the family pond. Now, that might sound critical, but it really isn't meant that way. I just want to point out, for all the movement's crunchy initial idealism, it's important to recognise that the movement is just as segregated by class and race as the world is. Anyway, Ethan's podcast is great. It's informative. It covers a lot of ground that the Tiny House podcast already has with some of the same people being interviewed, but this show is a little tighter. The interviews are a little more on point because it's a one-man gig and that has its advantages. You might not get the full depth or much of a jolly roller coaster of conversation as you do with the Tiny House podcast, but it's a quicker hit and carries... Uh, a lot of the same basic information. There are episodes on super cheap houses built from recyclables to the problems with zoning and building planned communities. And it even branches out into nomadic tiny living, including boondocking and van living. So, good job, Ethan Waldman. Keep up the good work. Tiny House Lifestyle gets uh, five stars, uh, two thumbs up. Um, Let's see, uh, uh, milking cow, bleating goats, uh, probably from Shelburne Farms. A farmer shotgunning a scarecrow in the face. Or take that straw man. And and some bees chasing a hiker over the beautiful green mountains. Okay, next up is Roll With Me from Tiny House Tiny Footprint. This one is less about tiny houses and more like charming little chats with millennial hippies living in vans. Now, it's uh, put together by Kathleen Morton, who lives part-time, whatever that means, out of a 1987 Toyota van with her dog, Peaches. The website looks like an L.L. Bean catalogue. Think pictures of refurbished old vans parked on cliffs and beaches in national parks with not a ranger or tourist in sight. It's wonderful. It's like that Facebook friend you have who keeps posting envy-inducing photos of the Airbnb treehouse yurt on the coffee plantation in Guatemala. The podcast has episodes with titles like Jason Giddy in a Sprinter Van, John and Janessa in a Casita Trailer, Catch and Ben in a Mercedes Spokesmobile. And it's a good show. Everyone is really nice and adventurous. And it's fun hearing about their time on the road. Now, it releases a bit sporadically. I mean, it's got to be hard 
living in a van to get your shit together sometimes, but I gather from the website she's been busy working on a book called Van Life Diaries, and it looks really cool. So I'm looking forward to checking that book out, and I think you should too. And subscribe to this podcast. Roll With Me gets eight stars. Eight, yes, wait. That's uh, more than I've given before, but they're actually smaller stars than the others. They're the kind you could use to decorate an old pair of jean shorts or some shells. And it gets a hallelujah burp. And a uh, bowling dude. And a confused dog. Next up is Tiny House Talk from Chris and Alicia Angstad. It turns out uh, that this is not so much a podcast as a sales pitch for the host company out of uh, Friedrichsburg, Virginia. So this one's for you if you like listening to long adverts for trailer homes. Think rural 1980s early infomercial made by a local family of plumbers about the exhausting details of their plumbing business. But they are all charming, lovely, and earnest people. So, Tiny House Talk gets three cash registers, a cocktail shake with a squeeze of lemon, and, oh, what's that? A Decepticon. Taking a dump on a Confederate flag. Next up is Billy and Morg's Wee House Hunt. Now, we go over the pond to uh, Scotland for this one, and I honestly don't know what to make of the show. It's a compelling listen, uh, a sort of of slice-of-life podcast. It's like a documentary, really, and it follows this couple, Billy and Morg, as they travel around Scotland looking for wee houses. Um, They have a really interesting relationship. It's kind of sweet one minute and then they're angry and fighting and screaming at each other the next and it can be quite brutal like you know you know Moe goes ah Billy stop gagging your wee pecker in public you'll get us arrested and you know he's like oh shut your cow mouth Morg I'm just you Justin I you know I'm really not sure what kind of wee houses they're looking for or indeed why I mean, early on, you could almost think they're just looking for dollhouses, but that gets settled, sort of, and it's definitely tiny house, a tiny house that they're after. But it, it's quite a quest, quite a hunt they're on, and you get the sense it's been going on for quite a long time, but it's never fully explained. Slowly it comes out that they're looking for this one wee house in particular, and maybe... It's from Morg's dream. Or maybe it sounds like it's the site of some kind of horrible event from her past. Um, uh, this is sporadic too. And uh, the last episode they put out was a few months ago. And uh, it ended kind of kind of brutally. Um, it has Billy's comforting Morg on this park bench near Stirling Bridge. And she's weeping uncontrollably with Billy saying, We'll find her, Morg. We'll find her. Take your medicine. It's completely gut-wrenching breakdown. She's just in bits. So touching. But then this big issue seller comes near, and Billy just attacks him. Anyway, I wanna, I can't wait to hear what happens next, but it goes months between episodes. But I'm hooked, and I hope there's more. It's kind of epic. Wee House Hunt. Two thumbs up. Five stars. A glass of bucky. A police siren duck. 
and a bagpipe kitten. Okay, there's still a bunch more to review, but I'm getting out of time, so I'm going to have to go into speed review mode. Uh, tiny House, Tiny Heart is a fun show. It's about uh, the dating failures of a tiny house gal who can't seem to find a mate, uh, probably because she lives in a shed with chickens. Uh, ah, chickens, maybe that's one for my mum. Anyway, that gets uh, three stars and a flying egg. Um, small steading, uh, that's pretty dull. Sorry, not for me, no stars. Giant head, small kitchen. Uh, this is this is interesting. It's a guy out in uh, Walla Walla, Washington. It's kind of a combo uh, cooking and tiny house show. It's a new show, so maybe it's going to grow into something interesting. But at the moment, I don't know. Maybe the world doesn't need a 20-minute discussion on how to fit a 60-item spice rack into a tiny kitchen. So let's just give it three stars under advisement and uh, the sound of a giant head bumping into hanging pants. Hey, what's up? So, I just got a call from Sierra's principal. Oh. Apparently she's been calling people skeletons covered in meat. Hmm. You wouldn't know anything about that, would you? No? Wonder where she's picked that up. Just deal with it. Okay. One, two, one. Two, one, two. Sierra? Yeah? Sierra, come come here, my love. How are you doing? Good. Did you have a good day at school? Yeah. What happened? Uh, nothing. So, we got a call from the principal today. I didn't do anything. It was Noah. Hold on. It's okay. You're not in trouble. I just want to know, did you call him a skeleton covered in meat? Uh, yes. Okay, now, I know that I said that earlier, but I was just explaining something. I wasn't calling names, because name calling isn't nice, okay? We, We know not to do that. You know name calling isn't nice, right? Yes. Okay, so we don't do that. He said, you smell like lemon. Oh, well, you know, that's nothing to get mad about, sweetheart. And anyway, people love the smell of lemons. That's why, (laughs) yeah, right? That's why soap and air freshener is made to smell like lemon. And believe me, I've had much worse names called of me. Like what? Well... As an English immigrant, you get called all the citrus names at some point in time. Like fart? No. Like booger? No. Like what? Well, you know, the usual. Limey. That's the main one. Um, Satsuma face. Kumquat eyes. Yuzu chin. Oro Blanco. The important thing is just to laugh it off. You just go, ha ha! (laughs) Exactly. And be better than the name callers. Do you understand? Yeah. Okay. Okay, Dad, but you do smell of lemon. I know, love. It's the new shower gel. <laughs> and we are skeletons covered in meat, aren't we? Yes. 
But we don't use that as an insult, love, okay? Okay. I love you. I love you too. Okay. I need to go to bed. Okay, go, go. I had a slouch hat too one time. Poem. <laughs> Time for a poem. You're not afraid about death? No. Lemon. Lemon. Lemony. Lemon Sonnet Spongy oblong football Of golden condensed sun If an apple caused the fall You proclaim the rise has begun Tart Acidic and sharp as a shard, yet bestowing air on aught that is dry. For you, my zesty bastard, are the heart and soul of a meringue pie. Stacked in the produce aisle, you shine like a treasure totem, but held alone in the hand a while. You are a soft puckered leather sack like a gorilla scrotum. If life gives you lemons, mucker, you are one lucky lemony fucker. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Poetry fans will recognise that was a Australian sonnet, a first for me. Basically a traditional sonnet of uh, three stanzas of uh, rhyming couplets bookended by a chipper Aussie insult. This particular sonnet form was made famous by Banjo Patterson, Les Murray and Judith Beveridge. The jazz is provided by Mario Rom's Interzone. Go and buy their music. It's available at all the online stores. Or even make a pilgrimage to uh, catch them live in Vienna. Sponsorship for the show comes from the American Shoe Council, celebrating over 2,000 years of bipedal history. There are 26 bones in the human skeletal foot. Protect them all with shoes. Please subscribe to the show and send any comments, feedback, and requests to Andy's Podcaster Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Bye.